football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my pretty lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? I'm not even going to take offense at the pretty lovely because uh, our new patrons, or at least one of our new patrons, uh, would would agree with you, uh, <laughs> as evidenced by, <laughs> by a comment on our Patreon page where the person tuned in to my podcast and um and didn't particularly care for it and his only comment was <laughs> something that was rough when's jj coming back <laughs> <laughs> so so I, i'll i'll take it i'll take that as a criticism that's a constructive criticism i don't know what to do with it but i'll figure it out yeah look look i i'm i only use the modifier pretty because we're not in season yet once, yeah, right. once we're in, see, I, mean, I don't remember what I said last week, but it was probably too many lovelies. Uh, I, I need, to, I need to just be realistic here. Yeah, yeah, we we need to start, we need to start slow. By the way, I I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to listen to a solo podcast in which the person it takes thirty seconds to yell at cicadas to ask them to quiet down. <laughs> you know, I I thought that that was just good content, but apparently. Not everybody loved it. Some people, some people don't love it. Uh, speaking of good content, Denny. Yes. We we're, we we're gonna kick off the show today uh, because there was this strange dilemma going on in my house. Uh, be- it was it was this evening. It happened before mm-hmm. my daughter went to bed. It was. It's been. It's anytime she's in my office. So I have an office setting. If you guys have have watched a a Facebook Live or what have you, um, you've seen the my backdrop is these bookshelves, right? And on them, I just have little like random, mostly Pittsburgh things. Um, but back there, I also have this little like, I don't know, I'm showing Denny it right now. It's like a, a big headed Joe Flacco. It's like made out of like, like plasticky wood material. I mean, it, it looks like a bobblehead for all intents and purposes, sure. only it's not, it's not four dimensional. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, exactly. So uh, I have this Joe Flacco figurine, if you will, and some of you are sitting there listening. Why the hell would you have that? You're from Pittsburgh. You're a Steelers fan. Why would you have this Joe Flacco Ravens figurine, uh, big head doll looking thing? <laughs> um, and and the reason is because my my uh, my my wife's uncle and an aunt uh, live in the Northern Virginia area. They're big big Ravens fans. They we love to talk talk junk uh, to one another and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, but one time they, they gave me this Joe Flacco thing um, and they had heard the stories about how people on Twitter said that I looked like him. And so <laughs> I, I remember I tweeted a picture. You guys have seen that. You, you might have seen this thing. There's a picture of me on Twitter somewhere out there holding this Joe Flacco like figurine thing. So it's bizarre. I'm sitting in my in my office chair and I, I'll put Avery on my lap just to like, you know, she'll like look at things and want to spin around in the chair and stuff like that. And she's looking at and she'll just point at things on on my on the bookshelf behind me and every time she points at things she says da but she's she's pointing she's da da and then (laughs) but every single time she always will pinpoint this joe flacco thing and it's this weird like why is she going after this all the time it got to the point where i get i handed it to her today and i didn't realize that she like walked out of the office with it so she just went around all evening holding joe flacco that's that, really that was funny. Reading. And I have a, I, I have this strange feeling yeah. that it's the connection of this. Maybe this is my fault because she can't like really understand, right? Like, like a, a one-year-old can't really understand like what people oh, really yeah. look like, right? Like, like everyone has to look somewhat the same to them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's holding her, her daddy figurine, you know? Right, exactly. She's, exactly. She's saying, Hey, I don't know why dad is wearing a purple Jersey here, a purple shirt, but we're going to go with it. I'm going to, I'm going to carry him around. And you know what this means? I mean, this means, I think, I think that Avery is secretly online. You know, I think that she <laughs> yeah. is maybe using your phone, looking on Twitter and saying, oh, you, you know, the people are right. Dad does look like Joe Flacco. It wouldn't surprise me. She can already. And I know that anyone with kids knows this and, and understands this. But it's just crazy. how If she has the phone, she can already just like use her hand to swipe down uh, and stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, that is 
100% one of the most shocking things to witness. Yes. Because like she's not even so, a year old yet. It's so natural. I mean, it it's just crazy. comes it just comes so naturally and it's and it's like it's free it's impressive but it's also horrifying right. to watch. Right. It's like, you know, it's like watching a it's like watching a monkey learn how to drive a car exactly. or something. Exactly. Like you're like no this doesn't look right. Yeah. And I I mean every every, you know, not not necessarily toddler but like, you know, kids who are basically like they just learn to talk if that they can all just, I mean, any baby that I see, they can just navigate phones, right? They can get to exactly where they want to get. Like they want to, they, they can open YouTube and get to the page that they want to get to, to watch a certain video. Yes. Get this. So Eleanor, my daughter is two. I'm sorry. She's three. Um, since she was two, when she uses my phone and a text comes up at the top of the phone of the iPhone, she, she knows how to flick it. Wow. To, to flick to, to it get off. It, to, yeah, to get it away. Off the screen. She sees it. She flicks it off so she can keep watching Peppa Pig. It's unbelievable. Wow. wow. It's fr- it's like it's a it's a frightening thing, but I think that the one thing that and this is something you, you ever you ever listen to Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary Gary V. He's like a, he's like a an entrepreneur slash motivational speaker kind of guy, but uh-huh. he's very like He's a little, he's very, very in your face and he, okay. he's not afraid to throw the F-bomb around. And this is a, this is a, a family podcast, so I wouldn't this do that. Right. Right. Uh, but, but Gary V made the point once and it was, I, I think it's accurate about how every generation there's, there's some piece of technology or a new thing that the, the former generation yells at that generation for. Right. So when we were growing up, it was probably television. Right. It was, it was our yes. parents like yelling at us with all these different channels and us just staring at the TV and then it becomes the internet and then it becomes something else. And then it becomes, you know, back in, in the day it was the radio, right? There was something that was, that was ruining the brains of our, of our future. Right. Right. Back, back, back in the day it was books. Right. Yeah. There's always something that's going on that's ruining these, the, the brain, but at the same time, like there's, there's a lot of positivity that can come from, from those types of activities or or, or, you know, just, just the, the, uh, intelligence that can come from, uh, you know, consuming that type of, of medium. Right. Um, and I, I, I try my best, obviously there's a balance. You don't want your kid to like go, like just come home from school and just want to sit and play video games all day. Right. Um, but you know, I, I don't think I, my opinion, my, my daddy opinion is it's, it's probably a little overstated by some. By me, you're saying no, but it, it, I, I actually, I see what you're saying, and I, and I want to, I want to withdraw from myself so that I can see objectively what you're saying, but I find it very difficult because, if you think long term, our childhoods were a lot more like our parents' childhoods compared to our childhoods versus our kids' childhoods. That's probably fair. Okay? Yeah, that's probably Because fair. it was still, honestly, you're, the things that you're talking, the, the, the technological developments, the media consumption. Yeah, it's the connectivity. It, it, I mean, it was TV for our parents, and it was TV for us. True. Yeah. And it wasn't until we were teenagers and into college that it became internet. Sure. But, but uh, you know, yes, TV as in my, my dad had three channels to watch, and I had, you know, 180. Yeah, you had MTV but, 8. Or whatever, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. The Ocho, um, and I don't think that's, I don't think, no, that was ESPN. ESPN um, Ocho, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's the one thing is that I have trouble relating to the the kids who are eyeball deep in in uh, mobile devices. Also, if you if you've met a kid who if you've met a kid who has grown up on these devices, they don't know how to interact with humans. That that's that's a rule. I mean, they. They don't have any idea how to shake a hand, how to look you in the eye, how to speak clearly. They are completely corrupted in the brain by these devices. So you know what, Gary V, I disagree. Woo, hot take from Denny. I, look, <laughs> I, I, I just wanna, I just wanna be clear to all the listeners out there. I'm not someone who thinks that you should just hand a phone to a child and let them do whatever. I, what I'm saying is, I, there, there's always going to be a balance. Right, you you need to be a parent, and you need to like like Denny said, you need to teach them interpersonal communication and soft skills and whatnot. Yeah, right. But, and I, and I, and look, I understand that me complaining about kids not looking you in the eye and shaking your hand is the oldest thing you could possibly say. It's a, it's a little get off my lawn ish. 
Yeah, and, and and I understand that, and I take it back a little bit, but mostly, <laughs> mostly I'm just frustrated. I'm just annoyed that every teenager I meet is just like incapable of hum- human communication, and I just like to blame it not on the parents but on technology. That's that's my that's what I like. My favorite about. thing is when is when older people go on Facebook and start complaining about millennials. Oh. When when a millennial created Facebook, like they would not even have the platform to do this if not for a millennial. Also, baby boomers are online like hell. Oh, oh they're they're the most online. They're they're so they they never get offline. <laughs> they're constantly <laughs> online. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Uh, anyway, so today we're gonna do another questions podcast. Next week we're gonna dig in a little bit more into uh, some strategy uh, stuff that's related to streamers. Um, first off, remember, go to our Patreon page, uh, because we will be, especially, you know, in season, we talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll give our picks before the show so that you guys have that, but Denny's doing a lot on the Patreon page. Hopefully I can do a little bit more as well. Um, so remember to become a patron, uh, and also let's give it another week or so for the living the stream listener league submissions. We've gotten some unbelievable submissions so far. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be competitive. And you. And, and a reminder, there's a uh, Living the Stream Facebook page that was all very, very organically created. Uh, Greg Bryant was the the, the one who, who really started everything. But it was all very, very organic. Um, and it's cool. Uh, it's a great, great community. Um, but there, is, there are separate leagues that run there. So three people who won those leagues will be in the Listener League this season. So there are yeah. fewer spots for... Uh, these submissions to get in. So they, they have to be really good, right? I mean, we're harsh judges here and they, they have to be very, very good. Yeah, they they were good, and I and I appreciate everybody who is just nakedly appealing to my obsessions. You know, I it just anything that I'm obsessed with, you're putting on video and you're saying, "Here you go, Denny," and I appreciate I appreciate that, and it's uh, and it it doesn't go unnoticed. I want to mention one thing: we will we will send out the information. Uh, about the listener leagues the what what do we call them satellite leagues i mean yeah the ones on facebook yeah the, the right the facebook league we're just we'll send out that information via the lts twitter account i also wanted to mention one patreon benefit that we'll have uh is that at a certain level uh we will evaluate your roster post draft so a certain giving level at the patreon page uh come late august we will take a look at your roster and talk to you about strengths and weaknesses and whatnot. So um, we'll, we'll talk more about that later, but I forgot to mention that last week. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good call out. All right. Uh, let's get to these questions. Any, this first one is from at precept 24 in best ball drafts, man, we're, we're getting to fantasy right away this week Yeah, let's do it. in best ball drafts. Joe Mixon has gone from a mid second to a late first round pick. Both Christian McCaffrey and Jarek McKinnon did this last year. Uh, is, is this year's C I don't think Jerick, Jerick McKinnon didn't go to a late first last year. No, no, no. Uh, is, is this year's, is, is he this year's CMC or is he getting overdrafted like McKinnon is basically what's what, what the question is. Well, I know. I think saying this year's CMC is, is, is overstating his, right. his role. I mean, he's not going to get 120 targets, right. you know? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that we run into trouble with analysis if we're saying he's this year's X. I just don't think it's necessary to do that. I think that you're just looking at in those first two rounds safe bets who can uh, be difference makers each week in in your fantasy lineup. I, I think Joe Mixon's in a great spot. I, I know that they've had offensive line issues. They had offensive line issues last year. He was very productive. He should see workhorse. Uh, volume. So I, I like Joe Mix. Joe Mixon right now is my RB six, but he's a he's a tier. It's because Melvin Gordon is holding out, but um, he, he's a tier after da- David Johnson's like in his own tier in five at five, I think. And then it's kind of like Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, uh, James Conner, like those those guys in that Le'Veon Bell, all kind of in that tier. And I think I like Joe Mixon the most out of those guys. Are are, are we assuming that Gio Bernard has the passing down role in that offense? No, I mean Joe Mixon was was insane. Like the amount of work that he saw last year was insane. Yeah, and so I, I, th- I Bernard think, was hurt, right? Yeah, but you can confidently look at what is going on in Cincinnati and say you know, Joe Mixon is going to, to, to see a lot of work in this offense. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I have him in, in a few critical spots so far. Yeah. So I, I, I like Joe Mixon. Um, 
I I'm buying more into Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think that he's in a in kind of an underrated spot. It's an offense that's going to want to be more ground and pound, even when it's not. Uh, you should Ugh. see a decent decent target share in that offense because they really only have two weapons. Um, so I, I kind of like Dalvin Cook as well. Uh, I think he's being a little bit overlooked because he's usually like the last dude in that in that tier to be drafted, and it's like and sometimes he slips to the later second round. So people who are drafting Alexander Madison. It, this is this is purely in the case of a Cook injury. No one thinks that Cook is going to like split the backfield, right? I think it's a situation where we, where where you know we saw Latavius Murray at least have a role with Dalvin Cook last season. Yeah. Um. But I, I my my argument against that is that Cook was never you know Cook was not a hundred percent last year. No. And so you had that obviously going against him. Um. But Madison himself is unproven. You know, he's a rookie. We don't really... I, I thought he was kind of just an average prospect. He mm-hmm. definitely fits like the Latavius Murray mold. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you should worry potentially about goal line work, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but I think that you have those question marks for a lot of those early... You know, those that, that tier. That's kind of why I have them in that tier. I mean, even David Johnson to a degree. You know, Chase Edmonds is good. So I I, I think that you can, you can, you know, find those those warts on each of those running backs. And really what I see is, okay, he's still going to have a great floor, obviously someone like Dalvin cook or whoever. Um, But what does that ceiling look like? And that ceiling for a guy like Dalvin cook is actually pretty remarkable. Like it's, it's actually really good. So I'm I'm starting to buy into Dalvin cook as being arguably the best player in that tier. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a great argument. I just, when I see people get excited about getting Madison and best ball, I'm, I'm like, Okay, you know, you paid a 11th round pick for a guy who could see three touches in in a game for the for the until uh, until uh, uh, Cook gets injured or or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, he'll at least like spell him, and and uh, they they should be pretty run heavy, I think, uh, just just given what they want to do. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's any different than than a lot of other yeah. backups, let's say that that might see some work, you know. That sucks that the Vikings are so focused on the run just be just because last year <clears throat> didn't work out for them. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from at Swervin Shervin. Swervin. Uh, who had an unbelievable listener entry. Yeah, I did. Uh, but you're you're probably gonna get in. Uh, but yeah, he he ran he ran a six nine forty guys. <laughs> it was an unreal video. Uh, <laughs> in a boring old PPR twelve team league, is it worth drafting? Herndon and pairing him with another late round tight end or should we avoid altogether? There's no, I don't see any reason for focusing yeah. on a guy who's not going to play the first four weeks and, and who knows if he's going to have like a real role coming back. That's the thing. Know? That's the thing. If you were guaranteed Chris Herndon would be a top 10 tight end, yeah. then, then that's different, but we, we don't even have that guarantee. I mean, before this suspension went down, uh, people were drafting him sort of as a low end tight end one. That was the expectation that he, and I would argue that that expectation was more baked in not a floor, but just upside. So mm-hmm. we're not even guaranteed him to be a top 10 tight end when he comes back. So I, I, I would not recommend doing something like that. Yeah. You have to use a roster spot on a, yeah, no, I, I don't think I, I would do that. Yeah. No. Next question at number one punna. What is the most dad way that you've ever thrown out your back? Mine was sneezing while driving back to the hardware store for the fourth time that day because I got the wrong size PVC pipe. Oh my God. That's the daddiest thing I've ever heard. That is a very, very, very dad thing. My thing wow. right now has been like, I've never thrown like, out my back. I haven't thrown out my back either, but it's, I, I get like a, like if I reach really hard for things, I'll get like the shoulder blade, like muscle strain. Like it'll, I'll, I'll like yes. feel it back there more, you know, if I'm like picking stuff up or like, just like reaching for something that's a little bit too far, I'll feel that yeah. a little bit more than I ever used to. Yeah. I had, so when I cut my, uh, grass, our front yard is like the size of a postage postage stamp. So I have never bought a lawnmower. Yeah, so Denny has this machine that shrinks his entire family. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, and they all they all live in a in a house that's that's, right. that's that's part you know just a piece of a postage stamp. That's right. You you've exposed my secret to to the masses. Right. Uh, so I use a um, a weed whacker for the entire lawn. And let me tell you, uh, going up and down a hill with a weed whacker, trying to make sure that you don't dig into the grass, like keep it. Yeah, even, that's you know? that's that's gonna make your arms hurt. 
that makes my arms it makes it so that i can't keep my arms still i shake i shake uncontrollably after i use the (laughs) it's your muscles yeah yeah and but my but my lower back the other day hurts hurt so bad (laughs) that i couldn't pick up eleanor and i was like oh my god i'm 100 years old i i can understand that pain though because i have to go around my house and i'll i'll edge and 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 trim up you know and and weed whack and i i feel that pain and anyone any homeowner feels that pain can, can I tell you that I haven't been able to correctly fix the um, what do you call the, the 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 like the wire part that cuts the grass? What do you call that? The wire part that cuts I, the grass. I mean the the string, the string, the string on, on the on the weed wagon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like the yeah. yeah the I have okay. so I've I've rigged it up so that one piece comes out, but the other side doesn't come out. So I just do the one, the, the one string <laughs> round and round and round. Oh I've done that for a year. Oh my god, that's like double the work, Denny. I know. I'm so inefficient. It's not even funny. Man. Next question is from at Josh underscore Jenkins five. What's the best way to own an office noob in fantasy football? I recently debated a colleague that DJ would put, would outproduce Le'Veon Bell on a points per game basis. Needless to say, no work was complete that day, and better yet, it was the it was on the topic of running backs, which, as we know, don't matter. <laughs> I think any time that you're with casual folks, you can always make bets about the quarterback position. Quarterbacks, yes, always. And, and like a perfect example of that, go ahead and look at the FanDuel Instagram account and and follow that account while you're at it. But go look at the FanDuel Instagram account. About a week ago, they posted my top 10 quarterback rankings. Right. Instagram. So, so you know, we, we always interact. Like, Twitter is 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 it for fantasy football analysis. And really sports, I'd say. Like, sports in general. Like, Twitter is, like, the platform. Social media platform, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, and, and it comes with an audience that we, you know, we have great listeners. And there's a lot of smart people on Twitter that we can interact with. But there are, are trolls. And there are awful people on Twitter as well. And, and that's what happens on social media. Instagram, Denny, Instagram is just filled with the worst. Really? Just the worst. Just these people that I like, like who says these things? Who does these things? Is it more anonymous than Twitter? I, well, I would, I would say maybe because a lot of people have uh, private accounts. Yeah. So you're not going to like go in there and and it's, it's, it's not as it's more comment driven than conversational. Okay. Right. So, so you're not you're not having that back and forth like you would on Twitter. So, they the Fanduel posted my top ten rankings, and it didn't say fantasy football rankings in the graphic. It didn't in the in the caption, but not in the graphic. So I think people probably took it a little bit the wrong way. But I have Kyler Murray as my QB seven this year. Hello, haters. Kyler Murray is my QB seven because I look for upside because I know how to play fantasy football. Right. Right. And so I don't I don't care if Kyler Murray sucks. I can just stream. So. I, they, they post the rankings. The, the, the comments on that photo, please go look at this, you guys. The comments on that photo were unreal. Like, really? Like, unreal. Like, I, I need to not have a job anymore, according to Instagram. It, it was a snake pit. I, yeah, I, I, I can imagine because if you're saying that Instagram is worse, your Twitter mentions were awful. After, oh, it, it, Instagram was way worse than, than, than Twitter. It was way that, worse. Yeah. I, it's just a, an amazing how people – I mean people basically judge quarterbacks on wins and Super Bowls. So that, <laughs> that's why you can get over on, on an office noob, right. as the kids say, because they'll, if they're talking about fantasy, you will get people who say, you know, Tom Brady coming off another Super Bowl, I really like him. You know, the Patriots are good. Right. You know, like, like right. and I bet he outscores quarterback X and you, you know, you go ahead and take that bet because Tom Brady's not like crazy great for, for, for fantasy. He's good in, in spots, but you know, anyway, yeah, no, the, the miscalculation on quarterback values and everything is just unreal when you're at like a party or in an office. Unbelievable. You'll see it. The, my, after we posted the, uh, the graphic on Twitter and I retweeted it and I said like, come at me haters or something like that. Jeez. Uh, there was like, it's amazing. This is just how social media works. This is, this is such a perfect example. So it it gets tweeted out. Someone makes fun of, uh, they're not being Matthew Stafford on the list, which is a top 10. Okay. It, it, which is like the most out there response. Why is Kyler Murray? Who's never played a snap in the NFL on this list. And Matthew Stafford isn't, uh, anyway. So 
I later find out after going back and forth for a couple tweets that this person didn't realize that it wasn't a real football rankings. Okay. It was, it was a fake, which by the way, Kyler Murray's probably still better than Matthew Stafford. Right. But but anyway, Stafford's nobody. Anyway, even though that was already established then, this person was just clearly wrong, like just objectively wrong. Like he read the graphic wrong. Like he he misunderstood what was going on because he was tilted so badly (laughs) after seeing his favorite quarterback, not on a top 10 list when he doesn't even deserve to be on a top 10 list. He was tilting so badly that he responded so quickly to, to that to that tweet and even still even after recognizing it he still argued he was still arguing and it's like guys what like why are we doing this someone else comes at me why is Matt Ryan below Kyler Murray do you want to bet me that Matt Ryan has more passing touchdowns and passing yards and less intercept fewer interceptions than Kyler Murray but, next season no not- I I don't want to make that bet because Kyler Murray runs the football Matt Ryan definitely will have more passing. Yeah, that's right. My projections Kyler. actually have that happening. Like it's just it's unreal what goes on in Twitter. I I I've gotten to the point for sure where I can I just completely enjoy the hell out of it. It's so fun when people just get so <laughs> worked up because their favorite quarterbacks aren't on these lists. It's unbelievable. That's a, I feel like I feel like that's like uh, that's like you like emotionally adapting to the to the horrors of social media. Yeah, oh, you know? totally. But like I like it. Like I'm smiling. I give me your hate. I want it. Oh, yeah. 5 years ago, I would be like, you know, I'd be fuming yeah. around my house. Like what is yeah. what why are these people saying these? Now I I I literally sit back and I laugh at my computer screen. They, yeah, no, they, and and it's a much healthier reaction. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be in in the shower in the fetal position right. after someone criticized my uh, my tight end rankings for the week <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in 2013, and now and and, and now they're uh, uh, you know using uh, all sorts of you know political insults against me and and uh, telling me to go to hell yeah. about a kicker recommendation, and I laugh. Yeah, so. the, the best is when like. They say like f you, f your family, f everything about you, and they're just like throwing all this like horrific things, these horrific things your way, and and you take a step back and you're just like, well, here's why I have the rankings this way, and like you just yeah. give them a very like you know PC response and you're very kind to them, and then they're like, okay, well let's have a conversation now about this, and it's like, oh, oh, so you yeah. you you say f me, yeah. And then now it's okay to have a. Con- I'm just. I should be just completely accepting of this. Of this ask to have a conversation. Right. Right. Now. You you storm in with with a with a butcher knife, <laughs> coming at me, threatening to slit my throat. And then I say, well, here's why. Here's why I did this. And you put away the knife and go. Oh, you know what? We can have a conversation. About it. No, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> like leave. Get I don't. Out. I don't want Crazy. this serial killer in, yeah. in my room. Crazy knife guy, leave. Right. Yeah, we don't. We, I don't want you. I don't want to talk to you. You right. freak. It's it's unreal. Social media is an unbelievable thing. Anyway, next question from at B Glace. How many weeks will Jason Witten be in the you <laughs> could do worse category over under is set at two and a half games? I, I don't want I don't want to do it. Oh, wanna... I'm I'm setting the over under at six and a half this season yeah. with, with Jason Witten's going to be in the you could do worse category every single week this year on living the stream. You can do worse. Next question. At FF football dragon. What is your potato power rankings? Fries, tots, hash browns, baked potatoes, etc. I want to. Denny has to answer this question first. I'm going, uh, undoubtedly, at the top of that list are tots. Okay, I can't. I can't like strongly argue. This take. <laughs> I thought. I thought you were gonna disagree. No, Damn I can't. It. I mean, like tots are so good, man. They're good. Yeah. Oh God, tots are. I mean, just give me all. Just give me a plate full of them, and that's all I want. Man, yeah. the last few weeks, uh, my wife and I have just decided to go like lower carbs ish. Like not not like a crazy crazy diet. Just like watching our carbs a little bit more. Me, I, I I've historically been pretty bad with carbs. So today I went to a, a grocery store for lunch, and I was like, they had like a buffet type thing going on. So I was getting like a salad and whatnot, and they had loaded tots there. Mm. And I had to pass it up though. I I couldn't I couldn't do it to my well, body. Then, that's quite the discipline. But so, man, but the tots that that's what I'm saying though. Tots tots I I can't I would put French fries ahead of tots. Like if I'm being completely objective, like French oh good French fries are are elite. 
Uh, do you like thin fries or like fatter fries? I I have it. I I think that I would go to the grave saying that thick, more potatoey French fries are way better. Man, I then I will put you in your grave for saying that honestly because <laughs> that that sounds like the worst kind of fry ever to me. Yeah. I want the thin, crispy. No, the thin, but you're not even eating a potato then. That's correct. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not a big like like McDonald's fries. Let's just like look at some fast food for like first off, fast food fries are probably the worst fries that like not not health wise. I just mean like. You can no. get way better fries at at other establishments and whatnot. Sure. Anyone who went to Pitt or is from Pittsburgh, O fries, you know O fries. Those are the best fries on the planet. I'll take your word for it. But they're a little bit more. You need that like a little bit more potatoey taste because they mm. they feel it's that like freshness to them. They're still crispy. I, they're still crispy, Denny. They're just yeah. you can you can taste the potato. Uh, I don't know if I want to taste the potato or the rainbow. I just want I just I just want the crispy. Would you put fries second though? Yes. Oh yeah. And then do you like baked potatoes? No, no, too much work. Too much damn work on a baked That's potato. True. It's, you got it. You got it. You know, it's in the tin foil. The tin foil is hot as hell. You got to unfold it. You got to cut it open. You got to put butter or whatever the hell in it. Yeah, mix it all up. God, are you a, are you a skin or no skin with a baked potato? I don't even know. It's been so long. It's just too much. I don't want to do any work for my food. Zero, zero work. I, I think with the skin though. See, I grew I grew up without the skin, and it sounds like oddly it's oh, just so yeah, strange, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up without the skin. I can't phrase it any differently. Without potato skin. <laughs> so I, I I remember I was like 10 years old and I was like shocked that people ate actual potato skin, like the appetizer potato skins, you know? Oh, Be- yeah. Because my whole life, I'm like we, my whole family would just like take off the outer skin and then like smash them up and, and eat them that way. Um, yeah. Mashed potatoes are good too. I do I do not hate mashed potatoes, but here's here's a shocker for you, JJ. You know what I want in my mashed potatoes every time? Nothing. I want corn. What, Denny? I want corn in the potatoes. Trust me on this. Trust me on no, this. No, look, this is I a... understand. I but like it's still gonna just be like a like. Do you not do you not want like like butter in there or like salt and pepper in there or? Listen, this is an Anglo-Saxon special. Okay, I'm telling just you, just corn. You want my... just corn. My family grew up, uh, yes, eating corn in potatoes, and I still uh, would want that. That might be on my um, in my meal before, like my pre-execution meal. You know how prisoners get to choose their meal. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm going with that. <laughs> just, just a plate full of that. Uh, no, no. I mean, a couple other things. Maybe some tots. <laughs> it's just gonna be all potato focus. I mean, who cares at that point? You're going down. Different. The, gov- the governor's not saving you at that point. Different no forms of potato. That's unbelievable. Anyway, next question at Diddy Mus. This is this is this is quite the own here. Uh, okay. What makes your podcast a lifestyle podcast when both of you guys have neither a life nor style? Damn, man. Yeah, that's that's a harsh one. I mean, it's not totally wrong, but it's harsh. Yeah, I mean, we're parents, so we don't really have lives too much. Right. Um, but I like to think that I have I have some style. I mean, I wear pants that are so uncomfortable I can barely function. Yeah, Denny has Denny Denny has style. You guys, I I, I don't as much. You do well. I mean, like I, I can. We should say like you can. Every day I'm wearing I'm I'm wearing a t-shirt and gym shorts. Literally, but well, he, no. But this is the work at home life. That's you can't true. have. No, there's no reason to have style when you're at home. Don't tell that to Jim Sonis, who really? who everyone knows. I hope Jim's listening to this right now. Jim yeah. has specific indoor and outdoor jeans that he wears. What in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, everyone needs to at Jim Sonis and just yell at him for this take. I, I can you just tell me a little a little bit about what that means because I he has, I need to he know. has specific he he wears jeans every day, okay, and and he works from home you know he's a number fire Fanduel employee uh, yeah he works from home and he wears gym he wears he wears gym he wears jeans every day um but they're specifically indoor jeans they I, I would assume they have that. a specific fit I I got to the point where I didn't I didn't ask further questions 
because it was just such a ridiculous thing to think about. Uh, yeah, I, I am just I'm flabbergasted. I'm 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 speechless. I don't know. I mean, look, I can I can I can dress up when I, I mean, I was in Asheville last month and I was walking around with a, a watermelon button up. Uh, yeah, Sorts which I, I liked. I like that a lot. I, um, I I have a similar button down. It has um sail sailboats on yeah. it. And uh, my son said <laughs> he looked at me. He goes, Dad, he goes, are you on vacation? <laughs> I said, I'm, I said I was standing in my bedroom at the time. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I have a, um, Avery's first birthday party is this weekend and I have a, uh, and it's like a summer themed party and yeah. I'm wearing a, I, I have a, a, a short sleeve button up. That's, that's uh popsicles. There are popsicles on it. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Oh man. That's the latest in dad wear. Yeah. I'll put that. that. I'll, I'll put that one on IG, uh, this weekend. Hey. Yes, I need to see it. So, hey, was there a question from the listeners about throw up? Yeah, it's going to be the last one that we're going to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. I want to make yeah, sure. Don't, okay. don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, this next one is from at Bodot. Uh, is there any team that does not have a fantasy player worthy of a pick in the first seven rounds of a 12-team, 16-round PPR redraft? I think there's one team that we might both be thinking about. Uh, Titans? Oh, that's not a team I thought about. No, because they have Derrick Henry. Uh- no, Henry. Yeah, my mine was Washington. Washington. Because if you're not high on Darius Geis, which is totally fine in my eyes, if you're not, like I, I, I think he has such an insane range of outcomes. Well, I should rephrase that because I don't think his ceiling is like that high given the offense he's no. in. But I think his range of outcomes is is pretty pretty vast. You know, he could be like top fifteen ish, let's say. Um, but I just I I can't. I, I think he's more of a twenty twenty asset than a twenty nineteen asset. Yeah, I think I I think that that's it. That's pretty much it for for that question. I I can't think of any other team that has nobody in the top seven rounds. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because uh, even Miami has Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I actually I was like, oh, the Dolphin. Wait, no, no, yeah. no. By the way, I want Fitz to start for Miami so bad. Yeah, me too. Like, I just want him slinging it everywhere. I want Devontae Parker just getting fifteen targets a game. Yeah, it would be fun. Uh, next question at J deck 89. I will be joining the dad runner club in November as my wife and I are expecting. What's the one piece of advice you wish someone would have told you regarding newborns and children? Um, do you have one off the top of your head? Um, I, I, this might be a little bit like touchy feely, but I I think that the one piece of advice is that you're going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's very overwhelming, but it's, it's, you can do it. You, you will be surprised at what you can do exactly. when, when, when you, when you have to do it, you know, exactly. it's like, it's like the guy who was trapped and had to cut off his own arm, mm-hmm. you know, to get, to get, a, you know, it's, it, you're, you're, you're in that situation where you're like, wow, I can, I can do all these things to take care of another human that is totally helpless. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, so so that that that's a good one. I mean, we always talk about you know new parents always talk about sleep. Yeah. Um. There's nothing you can really do about about the sleep stuff for the first few months, but I would really recommend sleep training Agreed. starting at around six months. Yeah. That's that we did not do that with our first. We did that with our second. And just long story short, the difference was incredible. Yeah. And. It keeps you sane. It keeps the baby happy. Uh, so sleep training would be my thing. Yeah, we we did some sleep training, and but I I do think that we also had the fortune of like having a, a good sleeping baby. You know, like the combination of the two. Whenever we did it, so like it was we were lucky on multiple levels. Like it took us like a week to sleep train. And it was done. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that, and that, that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah, right, it, exactly. It, that's it, what I mean. She's just like a good sleeper. Yeah. But I totally totally agree with that. Uh, definitely be be pretty rigid with the way that you, you handle the sleeping situation. Yeah. It's just something I think you have to just accept it. And the rigidity is, is part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, especially really early on six months up to a year, up to 18 months in that range. I mean, you, you have to have that, that baby in bed at like a really insanely early hour. If you do sleep training, you know? Um, and, um, you know, when you told me, I meant to tell you when you told me that, you know, uh, Avery's a really good sleeper. You know, I, I said that that's awesome. And I kept thinking 
like, oh no, they're in for such a rude awakening when it when the when the the sleep stuff hits because I've had a lot of people tell me that, oh, my baby's such a great sleeper, and then six weeks later they're like, it's, she's the worst sleeper yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And but but thankfully Avery was not like that, so good yes, for you. Yes, she was. We we got very very lucky with that. Hopefully it continues. Uh, this next question is from at Albert Inacan. I got that one wrong. How did you all celebrate Jeff Fisher Day 7-9 this year? In honor of Fisher coach teams, I forgot it even existed until Thursday night. I, I feel like the Jeff Fisher um, bashing and like the, the fun that we have with it has kind of gone away when he got good at Twitter. Oh, I, yeah. It made me feel kind of bad. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> we're literally trolls, by the way. Like this is a, this is exactly what like a, uh, an internet troll would feel. Well, if he had a heart, whenever, whenever like the person would come back and be compassionate towards them. Yes. Right. That's right. That's right. I also feel I'm well, I'm angry at how good Tom Brady is on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's, it's I, something. I'm, I'm furious that he's he's self-aware and funny. God bless it. Why? Right. Why? Why couldn't he be just a total douche? Right. No, he had to be like a real human. It sucks. But Jeff Fisher's also really funny. And it makes me feel bad because he didn't ever come off that way. Right. You know, during his during his NFL Never. career. And and but it turns out. He's just a funny guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Next question at Goat Waddles. Since this, <sighs> since this is a body hair podcast, I have twice as much hair on the left side of my chest versus the right. Just stops oh, no. right in the middle. Do I need to see a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god, that is so unfortunate. <laughs> it's like the Derek Carrier of body hair. <laughs> No, man, this is that I've never heard of this. I mean, I'm not saying here's what I'm not. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. (laughs) You know, I'm not ruling it out as an option for you. Um, But you got to I mean, I would I would even it out. Yeah, I would. too. I would I would get those clippers right out. Yeah, just just even it out because that's 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 wild. Yeah. Uh, Next question is at Charles underscore sword. What actionable takeaways really come from insider drafts? Also, what actionable takeaways come from Denny being eaten alive by cicadas? <laughs> <laughs> the cicadas hate me. I'm telling. That's you. one of those words you never see spelled out. By the way. Oh, I know. Ever. I know. Ever. I, I had to spell check it like four times. Yeah. Um So what was that? No, oh, oh, here's okay. Here's the the actionable information that you can take away from an expert's draft. Nothing. There's nothing you can learn from an expert's draft because that is not how your draft is going to go. And it's, it, it, and there are no values that you can pinpoint in an expert draft that will translate to your office draft where there are four quarterbacks going in the first two rounds. I think what you should do when you're looking at an expert analyst draft, you should uh, find the analysts that you generally like to follow and see who they are drafting and, and, and sort of what order they're drafting in. Instead of looking at like the whole board and like how, you know, where certain positions fell out, yada, yada, yada. I would look at how your favorite analysts, um, hopefully Denny or me, are, are, are drafting our teams. And please, please, uh, by all means, uh, look at a draft and then ping the, ping the drafter with, uh, you're good here, but you're going to be weak there. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that, that's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not. Yes. I don't have first round picks across the board. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> <You're> buddy. <right. laughs> uh, this next question is from our buddy Knuckle Pop. Uh, he says, What's worse than a heartbreak? Nick Foles week three? What's worse? Oh, 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 it's like it's like that that meme. Yeah, right. Right. The meme where it, that that girl, by the way, she's taking pictures like in a seven <laughs> eleven. Yeah. What what what's going on there? You couldn't have found any place a little sexier than than a what are with 7-11? what are with the 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 th- the tweets from like uh, borderline porn stars that say like the, the tell me how you feel or what's on your mind stuff, you know, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. what, that, that is what's worse than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came from that, too. Yeah. What, but what, but than... what, what is with all those? Um, I, I think it's generated uh, specifically to get like many, many thousands of quote retweets that will eventually lead to retweets. Right. I mean, it's just it's just like content straight to your veins, you know? Right, right, um, right, right. 
Uh, but to answer Ross, I would say having more than one Washington player on your fantasy team, that's worse than Harper. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, next question is from at W Michael McNair. Question from a proud question mark <laughs> Patreon supporter. Which player's ADP do you think is out of whack when you look at the first three rounds in a half PPR league based on fantasy football calculator data, excluding Mahomes? So let's not pull it up or anything like that. We, we generally know who's going in the first few rounds. I, I, I still think, to a degree, Todd Gurley's ADP is out of whack. I think that he should be going later than he's going. I, I've ranted about this on the late round podcast. I wrote an article about it as well. I, I just see this situation being very unpredictable this season. Um, and on top of that, um, when you're drafting in those early rounds, number one, you should be looking for safety, right? And Todd Gurley is not safe in the early rounds. Number two, no. you should be looking for a ceiling. And the argument is that Todd Gurley still has a ceiling because it's Todd Gurley. Um, and I would argue that he does not. Because we know that there is a there there is likely to be or you know just reading between the lines slash looking at the actions that the Rams have taken slash listening to what they're saying out of L.A. that Todd Gurley could very easily have a touch ceiling this season, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. game by in, in game, game by game, what have you. So I would argue that you're drafting him close to a ceiling right now. Yeah, I, I you know I I don't have the first three rounds up in front of me um i can i can take a look at that for patreon maybe but uh yeah Gurley would be the one obviously that jumps out and then the other thing i want to point out and this this is so mind-boggling to me why is adam Thielen on, on fantasyfootballcalculator.com adam thielen is going like almost a full round higher than stefan diggs so is this yeah i mean is it as ridiculous as it seems I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think there's a very easy case to make that Stefan Diggs outscores Adam Thielen this year. There, last season, last season, the first half of the season, Adam Thielen was un- when he was unbelievable. He's playing a lot more in the slot. They moved him more in the outside towards the end of the season, um, and things started to shift. And we saw Stefan Diggs start to blow up towards the end of last year. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, I think that when you're looking at a projection of those two guys, it's very hard to, to see a massive target share difference between the two and like a full round. Like I think Thielen's like 301 and Diggs is like 311 or 312 in full PPR and fantasy football calculator.com a full round that early, a full round difference in ADP. That's like, it's pretty significant for, yeah. for guys on the exact same team who should see very similar target shares. And I mean, if all goes according to plan, Minnesota is going to throw it a lot less. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, that, you could argue another... they're both. I mean, you could argue that both of them aren't really as attractive as their ADP suggests, but definitely on FF calculator, definitely yeah. Adam Thielen is not as attractive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more into digs at that ADP, but I'm not like I'm not like insane. Like crazy in love with digs at three twelve. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm... they're both they're both floor picks. Right, they're not they're not yeah, really yeah. like crazy ceiling picks. So I, I can understand if if people aren't really that into it. Uh, next question is from at Let Your Soul Glow, and in okay. eight team, yeah, I know half point per carry full PPR redraft. How does this change your draft strategy in the late first? Are you more likely to pass on a stud wide receiver like Hopkins for a Mixon slash Cook type? That's half a point per carry. Oh, per carry. Half a point per carry in full PPR. Yeah, I'd be I would be targeting a running back. Uh yeah. Wow. I mean, by the way, um any points per carry uh is socialism for running backs. And and I <laughs> and I won't stand for it. I stand for freedom. I stand for the free market. And this is this is uh, an abomination. But yes, obviously you need to get a, a running back who's gonna get a million carries. Yeah, without knowing like the lineup restrictions, etc., I think that it, like it's it's likely that running back should be your, your first choice. Okay, last question is from at mana underscore dork. What's your worst vomit experience? Man, I'm so glad we got to this. So, you mind if I go first? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I the the listeners have listened to my vomit experience with the whole, uh, you know, the rollerblade <laughs> going around. The uh, this story has been told on this show multiple times. So let's hear your vomit story. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I was at, I was at a, I want to call it a wake. You know, like, but it, I don't know if that's the proper term because it was like an after party after the wake, uh, uh, after the funeral. <laughs> anyway, it was late. It was woke there, though. 
What did you say? It was woke there. Yes. It was late. People were drinking heavily. I I was kind of at the time I was kind of new to alcohol. You know, where where you, you, you really don't know at that time like what your limit is. Yeah. You know, what what you don't even know what you like, honestly. Or what it feels like when you're about to get really, really hammered and sick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't know like the, the like the warning signs where you're like, uh oh, yeah. gotta uh, you know, gotta yeah. ratchet back yeah. or else I'm gonna, you know, exorcist vomit all over this party. Sure. Um so I discovered on that night, I discovered white Russians. And I was guzzling white Russians. <laughs> oh my god yelling at people saying this is delicious why aren't you drinking this this tastes like yoohoo this is the best drink ever give me more i need another one i'm making them i'm pouring cream i drink eight white russians of of a decent size and obviously i'm i'm, I'm drunk i'm so drunk i i i'm afraid to speak okay i i get home and i didn't stop stop throwing up for like I don't know like two hours straight. I I thought that I thought that I was gonna like I was gonna ask Melissa to take me to the hospital if she was awake and she didn't wake up the entire time. So I <laughs> so I'm just throwing, and it, the 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 taste is still with me. So since then, this is ten years ago or twelve years ago. I've never had a white Russian since. I cannot even fathom drinking one. That's my vomit story. That sounds like a great, great Patreon post. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, should I drink the white Russians and then throw up? That's Is that right. What you're That's right. Oh, 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 boy. Well, I'm going to need I'm going to need a lot more money. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I think people have had have had uh, uh, plenty of of alcohol induced stories, unfortunately. That's 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 the it's the worst part of, of it, growing up and and, yeah. you know, testing your limits. Yeah. Um, I've thrown up out the out a car window. Yeah. Been there, too. Yeah. Yeah. That That's that's nice, especially when it freezes to the side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's rough. That's rough. Anyway, that's the last question. We're going to we're going to go on that okay. note. Uh, Denny, where can everyone find you? I just want everyone to know JJ is floating head. JJ, I am right floating now. head. He's I realize he's, he's in the dark. Yeah, I realize I forgot to turn the lights on. He's in the dark. All right, it's at uh, CD Carter thirteen on Twitter. Uh, check out the Living the Stream Patreon page and check out DraftDayConsultants.com. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. Uh, I have another podcast, the Late Round Podcast, that you guys should listen to and subscribe to as well. Um, and all my work is over on NumberFire.com. Denny, let's go get a White Russian. No, okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football.